curious. You would make an excellent Cephalon, Tenno. Welcome to Cephalon Squared, a Warframe community and podcast. Find out how to join the collective by heading over to our website at cephalonsquared.com. Now, here are your Cephalons, Greg and Lucas. G'day Cephalon Collective and welcome to uh, episode 120 of Cephalon Squared. I am Cephalon Greg, joined as always by Cephalon Lucas. Hi. That was Cephalon Lucas. Hi. That was him again. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) It has been a trial this weekend just trying to even get everything recording. God. Yep. I thought we were going to have to miss an episode or something weird because things just weren't happening, but things are happening now. Just the world is against us today. <laughs> yep. But <sighs> lucky you folk oh, out there still get to hear our wonderful voices. Perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. I understand makes now. Sense. What? It's episode 120 in the year 2020. Ooh, spooky. I'm moving my fingers around spookily. <laughs> this episode is destined to fail. Yeah, well, let's hope not. Don't jinx us. Stop it, Lucas. Stop it. Stop it. Uh, How's the weather up north? Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. Weather rambles. I hate it. <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> The weather today is 30 degrees Celsius with a 25% humidity. I'm actually thankful it's not even more humid, considering we had a massive storm come through yesterday with hail and destructive winds and all that bullshittery. Yesterday was nice. <laughs> yeah, you, you, it's weird because it really should be a hell of a lot more humid than that, considering it, all it the should. rain and hail you got. Yeah, it really should, yeah. but uh, nope. Nope. Low humidity. High temperature. So that's Mm. 86 degrees Fahrenheit for you folks. And it makes sense because we're only a month off summer now down here in in Australia. So that's interesting. But while we are a month off summer down here in Melbourne town, it's only 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit at 60% humidity. And we haven't had rain for a while. It's just been dull and cloudy. Lame. Sounds like nice weather. Lame, lame, lame. It's not. It's not even cloudy now. It's sunny. But if you go out there, it's kind of, there's a chill in the air. So what's the point? It sounds like amazing weather. (laughs) You're a weirdo. (laughs) If it's going to be sunny, it should at least be warm. Not hot, but warm. Sunny with a chill. That's that's great. Sunny with a chill. Says you. Yep, says me. (laughs) Anyway, the, the wife decided because the lockdown is over now in Victoria for the most part. And it was a kind of sunny day. She wanted to go for a walk in the mountains. So we went for a walk in the mountains and I slipped on a pile of rocks and rolled my ankle. And now I can't walk. (laughs) It's the worst I've rolled my ankle in a long, long time. Oh, damn. So, oh, well, shit happens. What can you do? It's It's all strapped up now. It's the day. Yeah, it is. (laughs) Something about today. The 1st of November. One twenty. One 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 twenty. Twenty twenty. Ooh, that does seem spooky. When you say it like that. 
<laughs> all the ones. All the ones and all the 20s. At least we're not recording at 11.11. Oh, God. We are recording at 2 o'clock, though. <laughs> uh, it's 2 o'clock for you. It's 1 o'clock for me. That's true. Uh-oh. Shit. Oh, no. That's even, that's even worse. Yeah, it's going to be 2 o'clock again later. Because <laughs> it's, it's, it's 1, 2. Oh, no. It's just the patterns, the numbers. Don't, don't cry. It's all right. We'll get through it. We'll get there. So what did you get up to in Warframe or video games this week? Nightwave. Yes. Nightwave. And more on that later. Mm-hmm. We will be chatting about Nightwave. So you, of course you played Genshin Impact. Of course I played Genshin Impact. What else am I going to play? Other things? <laughs> uh, no. Although I did actually jump into Destiny a little bit at the beginning of the week and was um, thoroughly sad. Uh, Why is that? It just it doesn't seem like like it was. It's just it's just it's sad and it's an empty shell of what it used to be. It's not as exciting anymore, is it? No, definitely not. Definitely. <sighs> yeah, sadness. and when I look at what's coming, I'm just like it's more of the same, and it's not enough. It's nothing different. I mean, I understand that their team has shrunk considerably, but uh, it's sad considering what Destiny 1 was and what they managed to achieve with Forsaken. Forsaken was so good. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hopefully they can pull some good stuff out with Beyond Light. I'll still be getting it, so looking forward to seeing what happens. But if I'm honest, I'm really not very happy about the way they're taking the Darkness storyline. But we don't quite know yet, but the way, I guess what I'm saying is the way it looks like they're taking the darkness storyline. So, yes, we shall see. Time will tell, I guess. I I have have many gripes. But anyways, um, Genshin Impact, you know, thinking of something positive. They actually just dropped the the 1-1 trailer yesterday. Uh, to, to show some of the things that are coming with the next update. There was a, uh, a live stream uh, from the creators of Genshin, and they also went over some of the goodies and little extra tidbits that are coming with the game. And, oh, my God, there is so much awesome things. So if you are one of our listeners that are playing Genshin and loving it like I am, then join our Discord. There's plenty of us playing there. We like to chat about it. We like to like to you know do theories and shit and play together. Indeed, there are plenty of people playing There's Genshin, plenty. so join the crew. Join the crew. On my yes. side, I haven't been playing Genshin. I did play a little bit of Warframe. I'm trying to... <sighs> I need to finish my Nightwave because I still haven't gotten to rank 30, and that's a bit lame of me, so I've got to get that, but I haven't been focusing on it. And the other thing is uh, I've had a freaking lich for the last six months, longer, I just couldn't be bothered dealing with the Lich, so I just left it there for ages, and now I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it. And I thought they had the twin stubbers, the dubber stubbers, so I was really excited about it, but I'm almost finished it now, and I I noticed it's Kuvasir. I'm not that interested in Kuvasir. God damn it. (laughs) After all this time, all I'm going to get is the Kuvasir, but you bet your ass I'm going to kill it and get this Kuvasir. Do it. But then my next one, I'll make sure, is a new core. I'm not going to accept any lich until it's got a new core. Get the new core. I will. Apart from that, I started playing a couple of other games on mobile. I started playing Seven Deadly Sins, which is a fun game. And I also just yesterday started playing Arknights, which yes, I saw is that. freaking fantastic. It does look like a good game. Another, another one of the gacha games out there. 
Yeah, but it's a gacha tower defense. It's pretty cool. That's what got me, because I like tower defense games. So, it's got me hooked. And you don't have to spend any money on it, which is weird. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, that's what we've been getting up to. Onto Warframe. This week has... There's been quite a bit of news, actually, this week, which is interesting. Oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. And I think next week we will have a dev stream. We were planning to have a community interview this week, but that's sort of fallen through at the last second and no problems there. We all have our own times and, and schedules and sometimes it's hard to line it up. If you do want to be on the show though, feel free to reach out to us and let us know and we'll see what we can do. Um, and also, you know, if there's a creator out there that you'd like us to interview or talk to or whatever the case may be, let us know, help us out. Yeah. Um, but apart from that, this week we'll be talking about Nightwave. Mm, yes, yes. Nice as well way. as beginner and advanced topics. So get get that news started, Lucas. Go on, do it. Yes, all right. News. Nature Prime Access is now out on all platforms. That means Inaris Prime Access is over, but his bits are still in the relics. So it's all good. You can still get him. But you know who has gone into the vault? Mesa Prime. So, bow, bow. It's amazing now everything going into the vault just blows my mind because I remember them all coming out like they were just yesterday. I remember when Mesa Prime came out and everyone blew their minds. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It doesn't but, feel like long ago at all. No, but what, that makes it two years or so. Yeah. Crikey. Damn. Anyway, next up, as you know, Nightwave Series 3 is slowly coming to an end, starting with the release of the oh. final episode. What was that? Finally, Finally. yeah. (laughs) And the boss battle that comes with that, and we will be talking about that later. So hold on to your seats for Nightwave discussions. Xbox players who sign up for Xbox Game Plus Ultimate, you can claim a free pack that includes Gauss, the Exceltra, the Ultra, Sindana, and yeah, you're winning. This is awesome. Details in the show notes. Yeah, Gauss, Gauss and the Exceltra is good enough on their own. Just Gauss on his own would be good enough, but yeah, Gauss Excel- and the Exceltra. The Exceltra on its own is, like, still one of my favourite weapons. Yeah, and even the Exceltra on its own is, is freaking awesome. So that's freaking amazing. And if you've got Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, you'd be stupid not to. If you don't know what it is, you get freaking, like, 100 free games that you get to play. It's just a subscription service to a shit ton of games, including brand new ones. Xbox... <laughs> Has done well with Game Pass. But anyway, next up, there is more ensmallening happening on the PC. They're bringing out a new texture pack that's going to shrink the size of the game yet again. And if you're interested and that's your thing, check it out in the show notes. Plus, part two of Tenogen Round 9 will come alongside it. So, 19, you are correct. Tenogen Round 19, Soz, I am old. So, because the good Tenno community helped raise over $90,000 for the quest to conquer cancer, the team showed off the accessories coming with the Zephyr Deluxe, and it's an operator cosmetic in the same thing, and damn. I will be getting this. I'm glad you got to read this one. I I will be getting this. Of course you will. I think a lot of people will be getting it, regardless of whether they like Zephyr or not. It freaking looks awesome. Yeah. I'm not that interested in the Zephyr Deluxe skin, but I want the operator. Smooth operator. So I almost think it's worth it. You know, it'd be five, <laughs> six hundred uh, 
platinum. But yeah. I almost think it's worth it just for those. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Kudos. Dear. Very, very, very fucking well done. Like, holy totally. damn. They were designed by Liger as well, weren't they? They were. Yeah. <sighs> Good work, Liger. I'm excited. I'm excited. They're awesome. Ah, yes. And continuing on that uh, fundraising theme, the community actually managed to raise 100k just before the end of October. So D hit all of their targets. And that means expect to see the Lavos fashion frame early this week. And because it was all a pink theme, I'm expecting is going to be pink. I'm also expecting pink. <laughs> so if you want to keep an eye out for that, follow Play Warframe on Twitter, etc. Yeah. Thumbs up. And finally, the costume party winners were announced as well. You can see them all in the show notes, but kudos to the winners. They all look awesome. Yeah. Did you see them? I did not. Oh, well, check them out. <laughs> They're pretty good. I'm always impressed by people and their costume making skills because I have no skills at all. And the three costumes that won, I mean, some of them may have already been pre-prepared for Tenno, TennoCon or something in the past, but... A lot of work went into them, so good job, winners. Awesome. And that's all of the news for this week. As we mentioned, there was a fair bit it was, of news, was of stuff that things. happened. So now that um, Nightwave is out, uh, uh, sorry, Nightwave Series 3 is out, and um, what else was the other thing? Ah, Nezha Prime Access is out. I guess the next thing that we should be expecting, and we'll probably get an update in next week's dev stream, is... Demos, the Demos Arcana. Arcana. Yeah, so that's pretty exciting. But today, we are going to talk about the end of Nightwave Series 3 and what we thought about the boss battle. So, Nightwave Series 1 and 2 were... Similar-ish. The boss for Nightwave 1, the Wolf of Wall Street, would just pop up sometimes while you were running around and you'd have to try and take him down to get a piece of his hammer. Um, and the in the second Nightwave, fuck, I forgot what you had to do in order to be able to get in to fight the boss. Uh, you had to... Frick, what was it? You had to get the uh, a certain item crafted... To be able to go fight the boss in the derelict. Yeah. Kind of like a key yeah. to go fight him in the in the derelict. And once you got there, it was a sort of different mechanic in order to fight him. And that was that was really interesting and really fun. One of the this best time around, boss fights in the game. Absolutely. And he's still in the game. Still um, in the he's game, still yeah. in the derelict if, uh, if you want to go and see him. I forgot which assassination node it is. But it's one of the assassination nodes on Demos. And the wolf is still in the fun. game as well. Uh, occasionally from uh, Barracketeer, you can pick up the wolf beacons oh, and, and summon the wolf to you know, harass you and be a massive bullet sponge as he is. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to punish yourself with bullet sponges, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good because it does mean you still have access to collecting the sledge. Yes. And of course, the second boss had the infested glaive which was a bit of fun. Uh, so the third boss now... Now, this whole Nightwave was different, Very. which was interesting because they tried to turn it into, and they did effectively turn it into a kind of detective story where within each week you had to find 
five clues. And then once you connected, connected, collected enough cephalite resonance, you would then go through a kind of quiz on what you had collected, which is interesting. But what's even more interesting is you didn't actually have to do it week by week. If you didn't do the quiz, you could still do the final boss. Yeah. But you got, what is it, 7,000 standing? Something like that. Some decent chunk. It was, yeah, pretty much enough to get you a single level in in the night wave each time you did it. So that's four four levels free. Four free levels. Yeah, exactly. So if you haven't done it yet and you still haven't hit rank 30 you may as well go back through them and do it all because you get a shit ton of standing that's my rec- 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 recommendation i was going to say recognition <laughs> <sighs> the pain is is making me go crazy but before we get to the boss what did you think of the detective thing i enjoyed it for the most part i enjoyed it you know each, each time they they came out they give you a, a different location And for the most part, most of the clues were in different locations for different, for everybody. Yep. And there were several different clues. They could be different in terms of the style and the look. Yep. So, you know, there was, there was a good amount of, um, unique, uniqueness to it. So that worked really, really well. Uh, you couldn't just jump on, uh, onto YouTube and, and look for a, uh, a video going, where are all the clues? Uh, there were and some. I did do that once or twice. And- <laughs> there were some that were in similar locations, but for the most part, uh, there was a lot of different spots for them. So it was it was really good. Yeah. The story wise for it, freaking awesome! I loved the story that was being told um, about the whole the whole history of the glassmaker, learning who the glassmaker was. It was. Really, really well written. Yeah, and kind of, kind of spooky. So it's yes. good that it comes out in at the end of October, <laughs> but um, or it finished at the end of October. the The one thing I didn't like about the detective story, detect not the story. The story was good, but the the detective sections was the movement. It was just so slow, slow, and yeah. painful. Yeah, and when you couldn't find a piece. Getting around the maps, which weren't really that small, they were pretty big sometimes. Getting around those maps to check an area where you think, oh, I didn't check here, just took forever. Yep. And, and that was the, the thing that frustrated the clues, me. Some of the clues hidden in like the, some of the most obscene freaking locations. Yeah, especially this fifth one. My um, chains were hanging from one of the posts and everything else was on the ground. So I was walking around in circles for a long time, <laughs> looking at the ground, couldn't find anything. And then uh, Moth Hop and uh, Banished, it could have been in our Discord, but I was talking to them on PlayStation 4 at the time. They both said, oh, look up. It's probably hanging on one of the posts. And it was. And that's only because they suffered exactly the same thing. So <laughs> there's a tip for any of you out there that are still struggling to find those chains. They might be hanging up on one of the, the posts. And that just frustrated the hell out of me. I almost quit. I think my chains are on the floor. <laughs> yeah, so you're lucky. And apart from that, <sighs> then you get to go in and fight the boss. And that's where we... That's where the main part of this discussion is going to be. So... 
What did you think of Niall, Nihil, that guy? Aesthetically, it looks gorgeous, but I mean, that's kind of to be expected being- It looked freaking amazing. Oh, freaking- Jaw-dropping. Yeah. It was absolutely freaking gorgeous. Why was it so massive? I might have missed that part of the storyline. Was there a reason he was so big? Kind of, yes, kind of, no. We weren't actually in the, the normal plane of existence. Yeah, that's true. So, it w- I guess yeah. he had he had control over that domain of existence. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean... Uh, Alright, we're going to drop spoilers here, folks. So, if you haven't Absolutely. done it yet... Sorry, but yeah, spoiler warning. You've been warned. Um, so, he glassed himself. <laughs> Dickhead. He, he, he purposely glassed himself, which is mm-hmm. just... Okay, cool. That's that's one way of doing it. <laughs> Just so he could be everywhere. It's like, okay, all right, mate. You you do you. You do you. <laughs> that there's probably more efficient ways to go about it. But all right, glass yourself and project your mind out into the, into the void. That's cool. <laughs> um, I think that has something to do with the whole giant self. He was like, yeah, okay, cool. I'm gonna glass myself and subconsciously make myself. Uh, an entity that is just too vast for people to to be able to do anything against. So everyone will fear me. Well, that's absolutely it. Because you know, when you when you encounter him, you effectively go into the into his mind. In, into, yeah, exactly. Yeah, kind so of. yeah, weird, <laughs> weird space weird. magic. Weird space magic things. Exactly. And how how it all works is there's a, a bunch of sort of floating rock platforms and he is giant in the center of them, at first at least. And he's got a massive ass sword that's as big as he is, which is already oh, ten times the size you are. That sword is gorgeous. It is pretty gorgeous sword. And he swings it at you a lot. It and is. it kills you with a single hit. Yep, it's it's a one-hit kill. If you get touched by that sword, you are dead. Mm-hmm. And you don't have a great deal of time to get out of the way. And because the every time it hits you and the platforms under you, it destroys the platforms, you... I mean, the platforms do sort of refresh uh, themselves, but for a little while, at least, you might be low on platforms and you will continually keep falling. Yeah, you will run out of places to go. So that is fun. Frustrating as hell. (laughs) Positive outlook, positive outlook, positive outlook. (laughs) On top of that, he sort of gives you a little wink and uh, shoots a beam of of glassiness at you. Yeah, he's got got a weird little crown that shoots a a, a sploof of... um, A sploof. A sploof of... Uh, of uh, superheated glass, and you have to dodge this because if you get hit, you essentially get glassed and uh, slowed down, and eventually stop moving. And then he just swings his massive sword and cleaves you asunder, and you are dead. Indeed, so you, you pretty much have to keep looking at him. If you don't keep looking at him, you're dead. But at the same time, you have to jump from platform to platform to platform to platform. So you have to keep on the move and look at him while keeping on keeping an eye on him, and dodging his sword and dodging the sploofs of glass, 
And then finding said- I'm not going to comment on Sploof. I'm not going to comment on Sploof. I'm not going to comment on Sploof. Keep going. Finding said Sploof of glass on the floor, all crystallized and hardened, and pick it up and throw it back at him. Grace. So you don't- so, but first, before you throw yeah. it back at him, oh. you've got to oh. throw it at these crystals that are floating around for yep. whatever reason. And they're hard enough to hit as it is because they're moving. Yep. And you're moving. You're moving. They're moving. Everything's moving. The world's moving. The sword's moving. Glass is moving. Everything's moving. <laughs> and you've got to keep an eye on Nile. <laughs> and the platforms are falling. <laughs> oh. So, <laughs> it's just a frustrating boss fight. I think it's a- it's an it's, interesting it's, idea. It's unique. <laughs> it's definitely unique. It's good that it's a once-off. It, okay. All right. I'm going to disagree there. Yeah? I'm going to disagree there. It. it uh, now do it again? No. No, no, no. No, no. <laughs> I am disappointed that he's not a permanent boss introduced to the game. Okay. But would you have wanted that permanent no. boss? No. Hell freaking No. <laughs> I am very disappointed that I did not get to bash his face in with my sword. Yeah, you don't actually need you, you, you get You get no weapons and you get no abilities. You literally dodge and pick up sploof of glass. Mm-hmm. So if you're thinking of using Limbo to jump into the rift, ha 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 ha, you can't hurt me. No abilities. No abilities. even passives. Nope. I went in with Nidus. I, I, I went in with Nidus. Oh, there's and, a passive that's going to work. But yeah. And regardless of uh, <laughs> of of what frame you take in, you will be one shot. Yeah. It's a one shot kill. It's a one shot kill. No questions asked. Sweetheart. Yep. Cleave asunder. Yeah. With the sword, it's one shot. With the um, freezy bullet, it's not. But yeah, you might get hit <laughs> while you're in the air and just fall straight to your your death. I mean, the good thing about that is every time you fall, it doesn't remove a life from you. It's That's only good. when you actually get killed. Yeah. But if you do get hit with glass and freeze, well, then you can't move and you have to you have to wait for the glass to shatter or wait for that sword to come cleaving through you. So, yeah, it's a frustrating boss fight. <laughs> it's not overly hard, really. No. Each time, each time Kinda, you- maybe. He's got three sections of his life. It's just long. It, it's very long. It's very tedious. Um, it's way too long. I really think that even just one section of his life, if it was just one section of life where all you had to do was break all the, the floaty crystals and then throw it back at him three times and that was the end of the fight, it wouldn't be so bad. I think it's frustrating because it keeps going. Mm, yes. Yes and no. The first part. The first part was, in my opinion, the hardest. Yeah. Is that only because you didn't know what to do initially? Kind of, but it's also because there's no real way to run away from him. Like, he is basically oh, in the yeah, middle and within the middle. reach of everyone. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, he has reach of every single platform. Even the yeah. one you spawn on, which is up higher than the other freaking platforms, he can still reach you there. When you enter the second spot, the, the 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 second um uh, section of his health, there now you can actually put a bit of distance between you and him, and even more so in the third section of the fight, you can put all the distance between you guys, which is freaking awesome. Stage two and stage three of this fight 
are significantly more easier than stage one. Yes, you're right. Stage two and three are spaced differently. The the platforms move differently. There are different places he transports about. It changes with each each section of life, but still, it's just way too long, and it's a pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> but the reward, so they say, is good. The the Vitrica sword, which I have not built. Have you built it? I have. What's it like? <laughs> it's ha 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 It's it's good. It's good. It's good. It's, it's very good. It's good. <laughs> so I read someone on our Discord said that the stats are similar to... Shit, I can't remember what he said. Graham Prime, maybe? No. I don't know. What are the base stats like? Just tell me. I'm actually about to look for that. Of course, it has a, a, an ability where while you're jumping, if you use the... Uh, is it the heavy? No. If you, if you swing while aim gliding. Swing while uh, aim gliding. Yeah. It will fire out a glassy glass glasser and it'll glass people glassfully. And then you can do a heavy slam and damage the shit out of them. And apparently that does some pretty damn good damage. Yes, it definitely, definitely does. So what stats we got there, Lucas? Come on, spit them at me. All right, it's got a 23% base crit chance with a 2.3 multiplier. And 33% status chance. Yeah, they're good base stats. They're freaking awesome base stats. Now, the damage on this thing is really, really good. Also, excellently, this is a main, mainly a slash-based weapon with 133.2 damage in slash uh, and 99.9 in both impact and puncture. So, it's got a lot of, a lot of base damage. It's got a lot of, it's got a decent uh, starting crit with a great multiplier and really, really nice status chance. The glass explosion, however, uh, has even bigger damage. Oh, it does too. Yeah. With 399.6 in slash and 299.7 in both impact and puncture. This thing hits nicely. Yeah, just under a thousand total damage yep. at base too. So it has the highest base damage of all heavy blades. That's pretty cool. Yeah. But it also Ooh. has the second slowest attack speed. But that that's easy to fix. Well, it's a heavy blade. You should be used to it if you're used to using heavy blades. Yeah, it, it's easy to fix. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous weapon. Love it. It is Mastery 13. Mm, okay, is Mastery. Yeah, is Mastery 13. Just to, just to help people out there. Uh, it is actually tied with the Zenistar for the second slowest attack speed of all heavy blades. Um, after the Gram, the Gram is the slowest. Gram Prime. <laughs> Sucked in, Gram. <laughs> but yes, gorgeous sword, gorgeous, gorgeous reward from uh, that particular boss fight. As much of a pain in the ass it is as it is, damn, that weapon is awesome. Fair enough. So, in order to be able to build it, though, you need to have some Hesitron purified that guy, that guy, and some fucking tempered baphylite. So, basically, you need to have got a whole bunch of shit from the Necrolisk and enough gems and shit in order to be able to make that. So, which will good include, luck. Which will include pyrol. You'll need pyrol. 
<laughs> so that's that's why I haven't built it. Well, one of several reasons. But um, yay, world! Aesthetic does look gorgeous, though. Aesthetically, the boss fight was pleasing. Very, very pleasing. Extremely pleasing. Mechanic-wise, not so much. Very frustrating. Very, very, very frustrating. Uh, am I disappointed with it? I'm kind of on the fence. It yeah, was, it was, it was a good once-off experience. Would not want to do it again. But I'm disappointed that we don't get a permanent Oricon boss um, in the game. Yeah, it's true. What it's about the other point. thing that they that they revealed in? Ah, yes. The other thing. Did the other you thing have, is did you have Nora's face. Yeah, Nora's face. Nora's face. We finally got a Nora Knight face reveal. Yeah. I don't know if it was necessary. I have thoughts. Tell us your thoughts. She has the default face of a of a Tenno. Mm, yeah. She has the Tenno default face. That's true. <laughs> I didn't pick up on that, but you, you are right. Now that as soon as you said that, I was like, shit, yeah, she does. <laughs> And it's it's one thing to say, yeah, this was designed by DE, and they designed all the Tenno face, but they designed every other face in the game as well, and they are they're, they're not all they don't all look like Tenno. She does have a Tenno face. Mm. Tenno face. <laughs> Is Nora Knight possibly a Tenno? Mm, who has grown up? Dun dun dun. You might be onto something though with, with that, Lucas. It, it, it was weird because, like, you know, you had the whole face reveal, and my first thought was, "Oh, that's that's actually kind of disappointing. Like, it's not as like unique as I was expecting." And then I left it for a little bit, and I realized, "Hang on, that's the default Tenno face. <laughs> that's why it's not unique." <laughs> the thing for me about the the face reveal was my immediate thought was, "Why? Why now?" Yeah. Why, does, why do we need to see her face? There's nothing she says in her little speech when that comes up that says, here's my face. Here's <laughs> my face. Look at it. And Or any reason why she's showing herself off. So that might actually explain things. It might Maybe. be a, it might be a, I don't know. You know what uh, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, I know what you're saying. The what viewers saying? probably, the listeners yeah. probably know what you're saying. Yeah. But yeah, that, that, that was... There were some interesting things for that fight. Uh, the other reward was actually amazing, and I freaking love cool. the other reward. Uh, a little uh, decoration Oubliette. for your- Yes, yes. <laughs> a little decoration for your orbiter that you can place around. And if you walk up to it, you can interact with it, and you tap on it. And it is Nihil's prison. It's off. <laughs> Nihil. Neil, That guy. Neil. It's his prison. It's glorious. <laughs> Boring, boring, boring. <laughs> Every time I think of Neil, I think of the young one. Sorry. <laughs> yes, it is awesome that you can just annoy him. <laughs> tap, tap, tap. Don't tap on the glass. <laughs> but anyway. <laughs> I, I have placed him with the greatest watcher in all of the uh, origin system. Let me guess. King Louis? King Louis. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it, because everything's about King Louis to look at. And, it's, and so it should be. So it yes. should be. <laughs> All right, Another so overall, treasure. Nightwave Series 3. I think I am glad D tried something different. 
Overall, I'm glad they tried something different. It was different. I didn't always enjoy it, but I like them to change things up a little bit. So kudos to D for trying something different. Kudos. Did it quite work out as a detective story? I'm not 100% sure it did. No. <laughs> but, um, no, it didn't. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was what it was, and I'm okay with that. I mean, separate to, to Nightwave, I'm sure DE could build a, a detective story of sorts. I mean, look at what freaking Path of Exile does. I know I talk about Oh, no, no. They, 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 could, they could easily do it. If you look back yeah. at Chains of Harrow. Chains of Harrow was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, but it, it led you down a path. It, it like did. Like when I say a detective path? story, it'd be cool if you collected clues as you go. Clues, thank yeah, you. Yeah. It'd be cool if you collected clues it, yeah. and you got to map them out. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess it did lead you down a path, but they did set up the the uh, the environment in a way that made it feel meaningful. Spooky. And different. Yeah, they it, absolutely it was, did. They, they great, built yeah. a horror story within Warframe. Now, if they combined that with what they did with the Nightwave, uh, you know, the, the, the white Nightwave um, detective searchy for the freaking clue thing, that would work amazingly. They have the pieces in place. They know how to do each thing separately. Now they just need to mash it together. Exactly. Because if you, if they had a bunch of different, clues that led to a bunch of different things and it was random which clues you got and every clue could be different for different players that would make it hard for someone to just create a walkthrough on yeah on youtube and that's that's one of the things i liked about this it was frustrating at times especially when you couldn't find the chains hanging from the goddamn ceiling anyway (laughs) but you know being able to just figure out your own clues in, in order to find something specific would be really cool. Um, do I want them to build it into the game? I don't know. There's a million things I want them to mm. do, and we still don't have a house yet or, or Warframe Maker. Warframe so. Maker. Warframe Maker's important. We need that. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, the boss fight, he was Blair. gorgeous. <laughs> he was gorgeous, but black. But, yeah. Yeah. Anything else you want to say? In total, Nightwave Season 3, Series 3, whatever you want to call it, the Glassmaker, I give it a 7 out of 10. I also give it a 7 out of 10. So far, I think season, Series 2 was the best. For uh, series, series 2 was freaking phenomenal. Yeah, I agree. Season 1 was not great. <laughs> well, Season 1 was the first one. Yeah. I think it, it still holds a special place in my heart for being the, the first one. It had an amazing story. Season, yeah. ser- series 1 had an amazing story. And I freaking loved it. And I loved how that story then tied into the freaking release of the next big update. That was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, yes, it did too. 100%. That was very cool. Series 2 didn't do that, but they still, you know, came out with some uh, new things to throw into the game. New permanent boss fight. Awesome. Love it. Different mechanics. Freaking awesome. Series 3. Once this is over, that's it. There's there's no lingering things. I don't know. I've got a feeling maybe, that maybe, uh, maybe, Nora maybe. Knight might be a tie-in to... Um, the New War? No. Uh, the Very <laughs> Paradox. Possibly. Because she is an adult, but she does have a Tenno face. You've convinced me on that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't do that often, do I? <laughs> no, no, you don't. Usually I'm just like, mm, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. maybe. <laughs> we'll You're see. Right, just too out there, but this time it's not out there because it's based on the 
the fucking fact her face looks like a Tenno face. <laughs> anyway, we'll see where that goes, but I like to see things. I think that's a hint of things to come. I really do. Because nothing else was. Yeah, no- nothing else was. The, the rest, the rest of- Everything else was a uh, self-contained story. Yeah, the rest of the Glassmaker story was- uh, th- There's nothing remaining in, in the rest of the game yeah. for the night. One and done. The, the Glassmaker is over, it's done, it's gone. Kaput, the sword is gorgeous, the decoration's cool. Nora Knight looks like a Tano. <laughs> <laughs> and on we go. All right, cool. Moving along- to beginner and advanced topics. The beginner topic for this week, couldn't really think of one, but there is something that I do see coming up often. Um, and this was actually Lucas's idea because I couldn't think of anything. Thanks, Lucas. You're welcome. But it's a talk about relics. And I did see just a couple of days ago on Facebook, on one of the groups that I follow, someone was asking where they get primed frames from. And I was like, wow, people still don't know how relics work. Even though the game teaches you early on to crack a few relics, I think there's a little bit of confusion because when you get those parts, you just get parts and nobody knows where you get the rest of everything from and it's not made clear to you. So I'm just going to simplify things for you. When you get weapons uh, through the game or when they give you blueprints, usually they'll have four things you need to collect in order to build it. One might be credits, another one might be some resource like gallium or something like that, alloy plates, whatever the case you might be, you might be, whatever the case might be, you've got to go and collect those resources to build that particular weapon. When you farm a boss, such as the Jackal on Fossa, uh, on Venus, when you repeatedly farm that boss, that boss will drop a rhino blueprint piece for you and there are four pieces that it'll drop one is the core blueprint and the other is the blueprints for different parts actually no not in the case of a standard warframe is it the other are different parts so there's the chassis freaking oh, i can't remember neuroptics and systems. systems so with each of those you need to collect the resources again build those parts and then build it into the primary blueprint which will require a built systems a built neuroptics and a built chassis and then you can build that frame the same idea works for prime frames you need to collect the plot the prime blueprint now this is both for weapons and warframes you collect the prime blueprint and the plot can't speak english the prime blueprint will say on it which pieces it needs For a Warframe, it will be chassis, neuroptics, and systems. For a weapon, it'll be different parts depending on what kind of weapon it is, but keep an eye on quantities. Sometimes you'll need two barrels, for example, if it's an ack, whatever, uh, secondary weapon. So keep an eye on the quantities that you need. Then you can go and try and find those individual pieces, which you will then, once you've found those blueprints, need to build using resources, yada, 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 repeat the same process. However, the only place to get, one of two places to get prime blueprints is from relics. The other place is from trading between uh, with other, other uh, tenor in the game, but they initially had to get them from relics themselves. So each relic has up to six different potential rewards 
Three of those are going to be common rewards. Two of those are going to be uncommon rewards. And one of them is going to be a rare reward. Gold, silver, bronze, as per usual. That just goes to show how difficult it will be or, or the likelihood of you actually acquiring that when you crack that relic open. And how do you crack it open? You go to the Fisher mission. So when you're in navigation and you press the little button to, to bring down the drop down menu in the top right of your screen, you can scroll over to the tab that is Void Fishers. And in there you'll find a series of different uh, missions that you can do. Depending on what type of relic you want to crack open, you need to look at the type of mission. It could be a Lith, Miso, Neo, or an Axie uh, relic. And therefore you need to do the corresponding mission. And then you can crack open any Lith relic in a, in a Lith mission. Then you just hope you get what you're aiming for. If you have a group of other people that are also looking for the same thing at the moment, Nezha Prime's just come out. So maybe a lot of you have Nezha relics. Try to make it so that you all bring the same relic into the um, Fisher. That's called a Rad Share. And... You you have two options. If if they're all uncommon, if the, the thing you're targeting is an uncommon reward, don't do anything to it. Just leave it as a standard relic. But if you want to get a silver or a gold, it's best for you to refine the relic down the back of your ship and make it a radiant because that gives you a better chance of getting a gold or silver reward. And if you've all got that same radiant relic, then you have an even better chance of getting a gold or silver reward and keep in mind that you will have the choice of all four people's results when you get to that end screen so there are a shit ton of relics in the game keeping on top of everything that contains everything and all of the different pieces you have is part of the fun of warframe in inverted commas but eventually you'll get the hang of it and you'll be able to chase down pieces. My suggestion is if you're really early in the game, seek out an Orthos Prime. Really, really good weapon. And have, have a target like that. Choose one single weapon. Go down to your Void Relic station at the back of your ship. Search in the search bar for Orthos Prime or just Orthos. And it'll come up with a list of all the relics that you have already that have pieces of that in there and then you can go out and farm it or just farm a lot of void fishes and maybe other people that are playing will have uh, parts for you to take. Anyway, that's how you get prime weapons and warframes. Otherwise you can buy them off other Tenno, like I said, using platinum generally, or you can buy the prime access pack, which will give you whatever, or the prime vault. That was an awkward explanation. Anything to, <laughs> anything to add, Lucas? Former. You can also get former from relics. Yes, you can also get former from relics. So there's lots of good reasons to have relics. Lots of good reasons to want relics. So you can get former. It's an easy place to get former. Very easy. Sometimes too easy. Stupid former. Uh, but the other thing that you can use unwanted prime parts for is ducats by going to the relays when um oh not not just when fuckface is in town. What's his name? Sparrow Katia. <laughs> His name's not Fuckface, it's Barry Katia. But, but when Barry Katia is in town, you can go there, trade in your prime parts and, and use the ducats to buy things off him. But even when he's not there, you can still trade it in for ducats if you need ducats for any reason. You want to do relics is basically the story, the, the end point. <laughs> <sighs> I know I've talked about that a lot in the past, but 
It's good to go over things and refresh things in people's minds. Yay. Lucas, over to you. You've got a cool one. This is one I want to do. This is one you want. Okay, cool. So, at some stage or another, we have all entered a mission and thought to ourselves, damn, I wish I had all my energy right from the get-go. Well, today I shall grant you the knowledge of a mod that allows such a blessing. For today, I showcase the Exilus mod, Preparation. So, Preparation, what does it do? Well, that's an excellent question. A maxed out preparation will have your Warframe spawn into a mission with 100% of their energy, so you can get the killing of enemies with your abilities right from the get-go. Normally, spawning into a mission, your starting energy count is determined by the mod capacity still available on your frame. But as mentioned, this mod ignores that. So why would you want to use this mod, I hear you asking. Well, there are a number of reasons, but the best one that comes down to my my mind is stealth builds, especially on frames like Ivara, where her Prowl ability runs on energy per second. Channeling abilities that you wish to be able to cast right from the gate without having to worry too much about building up to their activation. This could also work well on Titania builds uh, to start the mission strong with Razorwing. Are there other times this effect will benefit a player? Yes, there are. So if you die and need to respawn, then upon respawning, you will have 100% of your energy pool right up that way. Isn't that just great? Yes, it is. I think it is. But I be agree. warned, there are a couple places this mod will most mostly be useless. Now, while starting a Sanctuary Onslaught will give you the benefits of this mod, transitioning between zones will not. So keep in mind, your energy will reset with each transition, but will not receive the benefits of preparation. In addition, this mod has zero effect in arena-based missions like Index and Rathoom. Now, this mod can be purchased from the Arbiters of Hexus through the Arbitrations vendor on relays at the cost of 30 Vitus Essence. So it's not entirely difficult to get, but you do need to do arbitrations. And with that, you are now prepared to take on the system. Indeed, it's perfect. Um, Ivara was one that came to mind while you were talking because, yeah, obviously, when you're doing those stealth missions, you want to be able to stealthify right from the start. But the other one that comes to mind for me is Nidus. Because Nidus is someone, in order to be able to get to the point where he's basically invincible, you need to build up your stacks as fast as possible. So ideally, you want to be able to use your lava ability, followed by just smashing that slam button, boom, 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 over and over again to build up your stacks. And being able to start with full energy would be a massive bonus. Yes. For Nidus users. So that's pretty cool. I like it. That's why I said I'm interested in that, because I still don't have preparation. I only just learnt about it recently from young Mothhop. Thanks, Mothhop. Thanks, Mothhop. But I still don't have it, because I'm dumb and keep forgetting things. All right. Where are we, Lucas? Community Community Callout. You broke up, so I just kept singing for a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Cookies. You've got a cookie. Give it out. Dutchie gets a cookie. All right, so Dudgy, you had an awesome suggestion for doing the Grendel mission solo using Bloody Breach Surge Trinity with Fregor. Uh, this this cookie was actually uh, sent to me in private message by Lycos. So Lycos sends, sends Dutchy a cookie. Uh, Lycos was able to solo survival and excavation using the build that you suggested and had no idea that the Fregor had a passive to always stay at two times combo multiplier. So spamming heavy grand slams was very effective. Uh, and the suggestion for Octavia, Octavia 
plus the Fragor was also used to complete the defense portion of these annoying uh, missions. So enjoy your cookie, Dutchie. Nice suggestions, Dutchie. Down in Fraggle Rock. That's all I've got to say. (laughs) If you remember Fraggle Rock, you can sing the Fraggle Rock song. Otherwise, as you were. As as you were. (laughs) All right, now we move into another regular session of the show. (laughs) King Louis' Blessing. And following my backlog of King Louis' Blessings, this one is delivered to Proxy Fox. For their muzzle flash sarin. Go proxy. Go proxy. This is an awesome idea. This uh, puts shooting gallery from Mesa onto sarin and replaces the malt for extra CC. Also into the build, we use the muzzle flash augmentation for shooting gallery. And this makes it that uh, enemy when a ally kills... Oh, when after an ally gets six kill cysts, uh, shooting gallery will blind enemies with its next shot. So that is awesome. It has a 12 meter range for six seconds. So blind your en- blind your enemies uh, using your allies. I don't want to get rid of malt. <laughs> I love my malt. CC or survivability. I mean, they both go hand in hand. CC is good though. CC is good. Yes. So yeah. that is a freaking fantastic idea. Thank you very much, Proxy. King Louis approves. <laughs> Approved. Stamp. Stamp of approval. Good one. Alrighty. Speaking of... What were you speaking of? Oh, backlogs. That's right. Speaking of backlogs, we got some reviews, Lucas. <gasps> In fact, we got three reviews this week. <gasps> one of them I knew was coming because Banish told me that when he heard that we only had one Australian review, he decided to submit one. So thanks, Banished, but we're not reading that out this week. Ha ha, sucked in. The other <laughs> one was from the US iTunes, which is the one we'll read out this week. And we got another one on Castbox from <gasps> our friend Shaky. So <gasps> nice one. So that's actually an wow. additional Australian one, really. Yeah. So yeah, it brings our total up to 135, and we have a backlog of two. How exciting. But still, yeah. you're not off the hook yet, Australia. 13's not enough. We need at least 17, so that's four more. Yeah, come on, guys. Like, the US is at 56. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I don't know why I chose 17, but pff, it's a number. <laughs> anyway, read that review. Do it, Adia. iTunes, US. Tristan I want to see you read Mafes. out this name. Go. Tristan Mafes, Yahoo. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's right. Fight. I, w- <laughs> I would have said Tristan Mattis Yahoo. But anyway, go on. Best podcast, five star. Awesome advice, especially for beginners like me. I'm cruising through my levels pretty quick, mostly because of these weird Aussie guys who make me laugh at random all the time at work. Yay us. Talk Yay us. Awesome. Yeah. And funny, apparently, too. Apparently, sometimes. <laughs> but we are weird. Oh, definitely. That's, yeah, that's not even a question. <laughs> Actually, Mattis Yahoo appears to be a... Um, Singer. Ah. A rapper or something. Ah. Can't remember. I've just heard the name. Well, thank you very much for the review. Yeah. And if that's not where you got your name from, well, okay. Tristan Mathis Yahoo. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We're idiots. We continue to be idiots. We are weird Aussie guys, especially Lucas, but we're glad we make you laugh at random times. Especially at work. Makes it even more worth it. Fuck yeah. 
All right. Next up. <laughs> Dr. Cephalone. Dr. Cephalone. Yeah. Dr. Cephalone. That happened. That happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This one comes to us from our good friend and longtime Discord f- user guy, friendo, scum death bastardo with the greatest beard in the Discord. We should have a beard off one day. Just have everyone send in <laughs> photos of their beards and then we can all vote on them. Anyway, Scummy will win. <clears throat> Dear Dr. Cephalon, I hear a lot about fashion frame. I don't really know how to fashion up my frames. So my question is, how do I achieve an awesome looking frame and which are the best frames with the best fashions? Love the show, lads. Now, I went with that voice because I know he's from the UK, although I also know he doesn't sound like that at all. (laughs) (laughs) That was for you, scummy. Fashion frame. All right. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, my friend. Exactly right. If you think it's beautiful, then it's beautiful. Exactly. And that's why my (laughs) pimp, pimp limbo is beautiful. Isn't he, Lucas? Isn't he, Lucas? (laughs) Isn't he, Lucas? Isn't he, Lucas? Hey, Lucas, isn't he? So, so when you're fashion framing, <laughs> I find it a good idea to start with picking a theme. So, if we're going off last week's uh, advanced topic with the whole theme for unique builds, let's follow with that. So, pick a theme. You know, let's say Valkyrie, we want to go Spider-Man. You colour for Spider-Man. You, you make the skin look as Spider-Man-ish as possible. You know, throw on some... Um, uh, what do you call them? Sigils and whatnot to try and give like a, a bit of a spider web feel to it. I don't know. Just, yeah. Pick a theme and run with that theme. You know, if you have to look up some YouTube, uh, not YouTube videos, um, look up some Google images of the theme that you want to go with and try and color coordinate around that, um, armor pieces around that, all that kind of stuff. You know, you can really come out with some awesome looking fashion. Yeah, it's it's not it's not a greatly difficult thing to do. You just need to know what direction you want to go. Me, I don't always go with themes. In fact, I rarely go with themes. I just try and make them look as good as I can. Or s- recently, I've even just started going with a set of colors that I like and just leaving it nice and simple. But <laughs> it really comes down to having the stuff. Now, you did get a good piece of advice from Orion the Warlock, who is a good warlock and is also helping us rework the website. Hat tip to Orion. Hat tip. And Orion said, you make sure you want to get the palettes, the the color palettes, 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 whatever. They're only one credit during um, different events during the year. There's a Halloween one. There's a, is there a Christmas one? I don't think there is. No, I don't think there is. There's a Halloween one. There's a uh, Valentine Day Valentine one. Day one. There's the the uh, the Shamrock S- color some, palette. Yeah, some Patrick's Day one. So there's a couple of different color palettes palettes you can get for free during the year. At the moment, you can get a color palette from Daughter Easter. in Demos uh, for the Nabarus Delio. So you basically want to be able to get as many colors as you can because otherwise the palettes cost seventy five platinum, which is a lot. Yeah. For is, is color palettes. Apart from that, you also need to keep an eye on giveaways 
because that's probably the best way to get cyandanas without buying them. Because again, cyandanas can be expensive. Armor pieces can be expensive. So yeah, you've got to keep an eye out for all of those different pieces and, and try and collect them. Otherwise you do have to kind of buy them using platinum in order to get the best stuff. And then there's skins. Skins will make your frame look different. There are plenty of different skins out there that are better than others. Some are just absolutely amazing skins. There's the deluxe skins, which are designed to just be super special. And then there's all the Tenogen skins. The Tenogen skins on PlayStation, because I know that's where you play, are going to cost you the most in terms of platinum. Because you can't use uh, any discounts on them. But often they also look the best. So really what it comes down to with Fashion Frame is being able to have some platinum and using that platinum to purchase stuff. Otherwise, you're really stuck with what you can get for free. And there's, there is an article on our, on the Cephalon Squared website, which is basically how can you get stuff for free, cosmetic stuff. So look it up. It's written by Rathok. So look up Rathok cosmetic free. I'm sure it'll come up. Uh, and that gives you a good list of all the things you can get for free in the game. So check that out. Uh, and get your hands on those color palettes and just try up a few things. I usually just press uh, random until it comes up with a couple of a color combination that I like, and then I tweak it to make it look even better. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do nowadays too. Yeah, but what I like isn't necessarily what other people like and stuff other people. They can get stood on by a foot, Mr. Scumdeath, because it's all down to what you like, buddy. Exactly. Uh, another one to also look out for is any Barracketeer stuff. Uh, Barracketeer has uh, immortal skins that he brings along with him every now and again. And I'm pretty sure he's got like three different color palettes that he brings with him now. Absolutely. And he has some armor as well. Yeah, and some armor. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Cool, cool. Cool, cool. All right. Well, we'll leave it at that. Which brings us to the end of episode 120 we hope you enjoyed it looks like we actually made it to the end did everything record on your side lucas uh looks like it did yeah let's just hope it saves when we finish dun, dun, dun. if you'd like to get in contact with us for any reason head on over to cephalonsquared.com there's a contact us page where you can get in contact with us or you can join our discord and all that cool stuff from cephalonsquared.com if you'd like to support us because you like what we do, cephalonsquared.com forward slash support is the place to go to learn about your options there. Otherwise, just listen, like, subscribe, whatever needs to be done on the platform you're listening to. That helps us out a great deal. And that's uh, that's all we can ever really expect. But there are some special people who are our patrons and we need to say thank you to them every week because we love them deep inside our hearts. Thank you, Jellybug1799. Thank you, Zula. Thank you, Lord Friesen. Thank you, Hellbop Comet. Thank you, Coyote PX. Thank you, Soundwave. Thank you, Jackson31. Thanks, Kintail. Thank you, Shazim. Thank you, Implosive underscore MKV. Thank you, Dylan Braun. Thank you, Solarian. Thank you, Ponytail. Thank you, Swanky Pants. And thank you, Le Dutch Master. Very good. What was with that massive pause at the start there? I have no idea. You didn't say, let's go thank them now. So I was just kind of like, no, are you okay. building up for it? Just no, I'm just going to jump in. All right. I going to say, well, you don't love them or you don't love Jelly Bean. Poor Jelly. We love Jelly. <laughs> but in truth, we do love you all in a platonic kind of way. 
in a way that you you love your parents. I don't know. This now, is getting now you make it. Now you're making it weird. <laughs> <laughs> no, we appreciate you all for listening uh, week by week, or if you just listen every once in a while, we appreciate that too. Or if this is your first time, hi, you're cool. Join our Discord. Hi. It's a cool place to be. Yeah. My name's Greg Newbegin. I'm Mad Capsules all over the place, and I like to ramble. Who are you, Lucas? I'm Lucas Vestry, and I'm Silverlight all over the interwebs. S-I-L-V-R-L-G-H-T. Our community is awesome. Love you guys so much. Keep being freaking awesome. There you go. Lucas is in love with you. This is another episode where I just went on weird ran- rambling tangents. Yeah. It was better did. than last week, though. Last week was bad. This week, still quite bad. Ah, it must be the painkillers at least this week I've got an excuse (laughs) alrighty thank you to Jan as always at disco underscore box on twitter for the intro and outro and thank you to you once again for listening we'll see you again in a few days bye thanks for listening to Cephalon Squared if you'd like to contact us reach out via our website at cephalonsquared.com where you can find us via email, Facebook, Twitter, or Discord. But don't fret, there'll be more Cephalon Squared in a few short days. So don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode.